What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Sizing Up. I am your host, Jack Despec, and I am here with a very special guest. Um, you guys know her. She's pretty freaking cool. She's pro at Apex. Um, definitely, definitely, definitely should know who I'm talking about. And if you're not, well, you're slacking. But I'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves. So without further ado. Hi. I am Dakota Fade. Um, definitely not a pro Apex player, um, but I do really like playing it. Um, but I, I mainly stream. Uh, so if you want to play Apex with me, well, come watch my stream. Little self promo there. Definitely worth watching. Definitely worth playing. Well, I have to play a game with you one of these days. I've been playing a lot with Little Beef. Shout out to him, but yeah, definitely entertaining streams to be a part of for sure. So definitely check out her Twitch, guys. <laughs> I mean, it's just a lot of me cursing, but yes. <laughs> Isn't I mean, that's Apex in general, so I don't blame you. It's oh. either Apex or me just getting mad because my stream like equipment doesn't work sometimes. So then it's just like, it's so frustrating. I, I swear I have like the worst setup like for streaming possible. And I make it like hard for myself um, because I stream off like my MacBook and uh, through my oh. PS4, um, which is not a good way to stream on Twitch. Like it was not built for that. It was built for like someone with a PC and like my and I refuse to go to the dark side. Yeah. So I <laughs> like it's a real struggle, <laughs> but the stream might be crappy, but it is fun. <laughs> Definitely a good time. Um, I've watched some of your streams while having long afternoons while working at the airport. They they totally get me by. So, I mean, even for just a time killer, I think it's awesome. So, oh, my goodness. You work at the airport? That's so cool. Yes. Um, I'm a supervisor there. I've been there for six years. So, it's a busy, hectic job. But A supervisor. So, like, does it have anything to do with TSA? Um, kinda. I, I, there are a lot of, um, which I'm gonna call, there are a lot of like security, security aspects to the job, which I can't, well, some I can and some I can't disclose. Um, for example, like, I do mainly do like luggage. So when people like load their bags, I tell them, hey, if you're gonna like be store, like some people will literally legit pack wine in their bag and i'm like i get it but sometimes when we get the bags it will come down like this belt and it will slam down there not not because of us so i tell people if you're traveling with alcohol or anything like that like tsa is going to check it and they're fine with it just try to pad it to a level where it won't get you know oh my goodness so, build wine everywhere uh, yeah so um, that's a pro tip for everyone that travels with um, wine or any sort of alcohol. Like, just please pat it because we want you guys complaining to us saying, oh, you guys broke the alcohol. I'm like, well, it doesn't help where you have it between, like, the hardest part of your suitcase. And um, <laughs> it's not. I, I just, just pat it as best as you can. <laughs> um, I was going to ask, like, what's the craziest thing you've, like, seen in someone's suitcase but oh yeah <laughs> i have i have a few so there was someone traveling to um there was someone that was traveling 
to, um, they were flying on Air France. So I work in the international terminal. So they were flying to on Paris and in one of the bags, there was like legit vibrating coming from it. So my first instinctual thing, and then you can easily see where this is going. So my first instinct is like, oh man, I got to have someone check this bag because I don't know. That's just being safe, just being safe in terms of security. And, you know, I have TSA come down, they check out the bag and it is a vibrator in the bag. And I'm like, oh, huh. Okay. I wonder. <laughs> yeah. I mean, me personally, I wouldn't be bringing a vibrator for like a little vacation. Like you can't wait a few days. You need your nut that bad. I, I guess so. People just be needing to nut on. Like, I don't know. It, it was just the weirdest thing. And it was the first, like, I'm, I hate, it's happened multiple times. And at this point, I mean, I try to be conscious of like, okay, maybe this time it could be something that's potentially dangerous. But most of the time it's like, it's probably just going to be a vibrator. I want to keep calling TSA down to check on a bag. And they're going to be like, if you're going to keep calling us down here just for some vibrators that are flying to Paris, then, you know. <laughs> so I try not to bother them. Like- you should start making like a tally list of like how many of the suitcases are vibrating. I might have to do that and just see which ones are like on the off chance. I mean, like just mark them down. Um, what else have I seen at the airport? There's there's a lot of things I've seen at the airport. I've seen seen some. I know one time I saw Kanye fly out. That was cool. Um, oh, that is let's really see. Cool. I think at one point saw some um I'm trying to remember who it was. I think it was one NBA player I saw once. I loaded one of their bags for sure. So that was cool. So you never know. It's kind of uh it's kind of cool because like sometimes they'll book under, you know, separate names because sometimes they don't always fly privately. If they're flying commercial, they use a different alias. But you know, the airport will know and specific personnel will know that mm-hmm. hey, such or so is flying. So you know, but they, they're trying to be respectful of them because they want to cause commotion within the lobby or the gate, you know. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. That is really interesting. Um, it's really funny you work at an airport because, like, I have a passionate, like, hatred for airports. <laughs> oh. Like, I just have, like, tell- no patience. I, like, I feel like everything is going in slow motion at an airport. Um I don't like have like a fear of airplanes or anything like that. I just don't like waiting around, especially on like layover flights. I go crazy. Oh, the, the absolute worst. I, I feel that because you're, you're like, people love traveling. I, I find, I found out this, like the process of being in the airport is probably the worst part of the traveling. And like layovers are two times as worse because for us, like, when we load your guys' bags on a layover flight, like usually it's like, well, we're getting your flight from the plane. We're putting it into this other plane. So on um, whatever connecting flight you're coming from, we load your stuff right away. And then we'll just have to wait for, you know, said plane to take off. So sometimes we'll have the off, we'll do the offload. We'll fuel the plane and everything. And then we got to wait four hours just for a plane to take off. So we'll be done with the job for like an hour, but we'll just have to sit and like, be around the plane until it's there give us to go ahead it's like all right you guys and you know get them on out of here so it's it's really um it's a process airport life is in general is crazy yeah. but 
Sounds like it takes a lot of patience, which I don't have. So more power to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. In short, how can I sum it up? I've been told, like, what what I've been told is that you have to have a patient of a saint to work at the airport, more or less be a supervisor. And I, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just gotta, it's a lot well. to deal with. If it isn't my supervisor being over me or my manager being over me, it's talking to the airlines and making sure that, Hey, are we loading something? Do we have any, uh, obvies going up and obvies just short for like any, um, animals that are traveling, which is probably the part that like, bothers me the most because I'm like these poor pets are going to be in a kennel for like on an eight hour flight because of because I work T5 so I work international terminal so oh yeah none of those flights are short all those babies like down there with the luggage and stuff yeah and well they have their own separate hold luckily so they go in the bulk hold of the plane and then there's a cargo hold for like passengers and cargo um stuff but they have their own little bulk hold for like the pets but it it just sucks sometimes because like sometimes you'll have to put bags in the bolt hole and sometimes they'll be like they'll have to be strapped down and um sometimes you'll have bags behind them and then you know if they're flying somewhere to like um if they're flying to like um Taipei um that's almost like I believe a seven to eight hour flight so and I'm like oh, this is terrible. And, it, you know, it, it just overall sucks. So, I mean, I feel like I hate when people like, like they're just going to be stuck in there. And then do you have enough water? Do you have enough like food for them to last their entire trip? It's a whole, it's a whole ordeal. It does like annoy me a little bit because, you know, I'm like, why are you doing this to your pet? So it sucks. Or like, it has to smell like pee down there. Cause I, I cannot think of an animal that would hold their, you know, business for eight hours that's crazy yeah there's no way I I tell you this like there have been times where like I've had to so the process with that is the um they have to check in the documents and everything and then TSA lets us know we can bring them down and then the last they're usually the last um they're the, the pets are the last thing we load onto the plane because we don't want them to be in this hold while the plane is like just off so like there's no air there's nothing filtrating through it so um you know it's kind of like it it sucks so like sometimes they'll be down in the like hot bag room area and I'm like I don't want to have them down here like we're lifting bags we're sweating our asses off down here and it's especially in the summer it's the worst so oh be honest though you have to be sneaking pets to the dogs and stuff though I totally would be if they have any food, if they have any food that they left around, then I'll, I'll try to give them as much as I can. I would totally so. just be hanging out with the dogs the whole time. So I would be fired immediately because I'd be like, I can hang out with the dogs, <laughs> you know, because I'm sure they like have so much anxiety and like confusion, like about what's going on. Yeah, you're, yeah. I mean, like, I feel like a lot of it is like first time like flying on a plane. So it has to, I mean, I'm, I'm going to, I would imagine it sucks, but yeah. yeah. I, um, I was going to bring Victor, my dog with me out of state, like on an airplane. Um, mm-hmm. but I was going to bring him on as a carry on. Cause I could never mm-hmm. just like leave him down in like the, where the luggage goes. Cause I feel so bad by, um, 
I decided against mm-hmm. it because like I feel like traveling with pets is such like a hassle. Um and like again, they're like terrified the entire time. Like mm-hmm. um, I just don't want to like put dogs through that. No, it, it's it's absolutely like I, I don't recommend. Like um no one none no one has asked me how that is. Um anyone I know personally, like, how is it traveling with pets? I'm said but I usually say just just let them be at home, make sure someone's checking on them, of course. But I think that'd be better for them instead of them traveling over a long ass flight. So it definitely is um definitely not fun. Yeah. Um so have you only had like seen dogs, like people traveling with dogs or like any like exotic pet that you've seen? Um, if there are any exotic pets, they are like in bigger, like bigger, um, not even kennels. Like I, I know I've seen like there, I've seen one exotic animal I've seen was a tiger once and, oh my, God. and it was loaded next to a freaking Lamborghini. So yeah, so it was the two <laughs> most crazy. Same guy, <laughs> owned both. Yeah, like coming down from the plane, all right, so we're bringing out a um, Lambo, and then, you know, there's this time, like, what? Who, who is this? Who's flying? Like, and some guy from Dubai, probably. <laughs> yeah, it, it's quite possible. We used to do this one flight that um, used to go to um, Tel Aviv, so probably. So I, I freaking like it, it's crazy. The like you never know what you're gonna see traveling, who or what pet or animal or any sort of cargo that's traveling. It's the craziest thing. Yeah, that's that's wild. I'm over here shaming people for traveling with their dogs and like that guy's out there traveling with a fucking tiger. Yeah, it's wild. It's extremely wild. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about what I do when I'm not making <laughs> giantess content. So yeah, that's <laughs> I flipped that I'm interviewing you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I told people don't are shocked, like, how do you have time to do the editing? I'm like, I just find a way. <laughs> I don't know how, but I just find a way to do um that in between the stressful life of being an airport supervisor. But what can you do? Well, power to you. Yep, but um, glad to have you on after that very long intro about what I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm also here. <laughs> <laughs> but um, definitely um, getting back to you, I know you. You're like, I know it might be a lot for people to like say you're like legendary. You're like well known. Like, um, like you're the Dakota Fade. So. <laughs> I think it's so funny. Um, just because, like, I don't view myself that way. Like, I don't think I'm legendary. I don't think, like, I'm the Dakota Fade. Like, I'm just Dakota. Like, I'm a person. Right. And, like I said, sometimes, like, my goal on the podcast is to tell people, you know, we're just getting to know people for who they are, not, you know, within the um, fetish space they occupy. Like, you know, guys are actual people. So, like, I want to get to know you guys as people. So, going into that, Definitely want to know, though, like, how did you find this, um, the world of, I guess, fetishism? And, uh, you know, what was your start? How did you, what's your origin story, I guess? Ooh, so my super dark backstory is that um, 
I had a guy friend in high school uh, that had a foot fetish and like um, everyone in our friend group knew. It was just kind of like we would tease him about it every now and then. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I guess like I just wouldn't wear socks around him. Like, you know, we'd always have like kickbacks at our friend's house and he'd be there and like, you know, I wouldn't be wearing shoes and stuff. And he would say like, oh, you have like really nice feet. And I was like, oh, like, thank you. Um, and then we started like hanging out one on one and like becoming closer. And he was just like, you should really make an Instagram for your feet. And I was like, oh, so he helped me set up my Instagram. And I was actually a faceless model at first. And I went by the name Dakota Toes. Um, and I did that for about two months and I hit a thousand followers on Instagram and then my page got deleted and I was like damn that sucks you know I had my run like whatever so I kind of just went on with my life and then like a year later I was like you know what I kind of want to do the foot stuff again you know it was fine like I I liked um like interacting with these people um Mm -hmm. so I made another Instagram and was still faceless and then it got deleted after a day and I was like oh my goodness, like the internet does not want me to exist. Um, And I think it was like maybe a week later, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to try one last time. Like, let's just see. So went under the same alias, um, Dakota Toes, and um, was faceless at first. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'm going to see like what happens if I show my face. Like I didn't have like a crazy face reveal or anything. I was just like, ah, here's my face. You're welcome. Um, And I kind of just started growing from there. And then I would say like two months into like me having the current Instagram, um, I was like, you know what? Dakota Toes, like I started realizing that names in the community, they all are like associated around like feet. Um, Like, you know, uh, for example, like Asian arches or you know, um, just like different words surrounding feet, like with their own name, you know, like goddess toes or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, and I was like, huh, I kind of, I realized that a lot of these guys, like they're following me on their like personal accounts. And I was like, Hmm, maybe I could like make my username, not sound directly like feet because I know a lot of people are like are kind of embarrassed of their fetish and you know I want them to still like be able to like interact with my content um and not like be embarrassed so I was like sitting I was at work I was a little receptionist at a law firm and I was just sitting there like racking my brain and I was like what sounds cool with Dakota and finally I came up with Dakota Fade and I changed it and I remember I made like a post about it, like, hey, everybody, I'm Dakota Fade now. And I just remember like all the comments were like, oh, are you a barber? Like, are you a barber now? Like, they're totally teasing me. Um, and so I've been Dakota Fade ever since. Um, and I think I'm coming up on my three years in the foot community in November. I know. How exciting. Congrats on that. So that that's that's a pretty cool back. That's like 
the darkest backstory I've heard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but no, that that's really cool. And I, I feel like just from a, a branding like perspective, um, like the coat, like it's it flows really well. Dakota Fade, it's it seems more personable because, like you were saying earlier, a lot of pages do incorporate like toes or feet or anything like that. And I feel like it's a little different for the way you branded yourself and your content, which is insanely cool. So shout out to that, like how you came across that, you know, idea that, you know, it goes, it flows well, Dakota Fade. Right off. So I like that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I always kind of like um, knew I wanted to do more than just like foot stuff, like foot community related. Like I always knew I wanted to branch out. Um mm-hmm. So, and I, you know, like, I feel like the streamer Dakota Toes is kind of odd. So I was like, you know, I got to think of something that like, you know, it can just be like my alias online is just Dakota Fade. Like, you know, can like not only be related to like the fetish community, but could be like the streamer or the YouTuber or, you know, whatever I ultimately decided I wanted to like take off with. Very cool. Very cool. And like, I, I even see that, like, I love when you uh, send out the announcement for when you're streaming, like <laughs> the Coda fade is um, fading. And I'm like, it like, it works. It works. So it ties back into your name and it, it expands beyond the world of um, foot fetishism, which is really cool. And I think forging your own path that way is, you know, one, it's admirable. So again, shout out and, you know, kudos to that. Love that. And yeah. Um, speaking of, um, other fetishes, I know now this podcast is mainly centered around, you know, giantess. Um, but for you, like, um, I do have a question in that regard. Like, do you feel like the two kind of inner, like they're interchangeable or like they're intersect or they're closely related? Cause I've asked guests before, like, um, and I've gotten different opinions. Some people say that the giantess fetish and the foot fetish are closely related and they're like a step away from each other. But um, I would love to hear your opinion on that and how you feel about um, the two fetishes, I guess, synergizing. Um, well, the way I view the foot fetish is I feel like it's an umbrella and there is like so many things that fall under like the foot fetish umbrella such as like stinky feet or arches or only being into like the toes or dirty feet or like you said like giantess um you know uh the giantess fetish doesn't have to be about feet but i feel like it's mm-hmm. un- like the foot fetish apart, like a sector of it is giantess. You know, there is some overlap. I can definitely see that. I, I definitely like as someone who's had both fetishes for at least the better part of 10 ish years, I, I kind of see how they can intersect in a way. Um, and sometimes mm-hmm. that question is like, I, I feel like that's also can be interpreted as like the chicken and the egg question, which came first. So yeah. yeah, it's always really cool. So I really um like I feel like I'm getting more perspective on this question every time I ask it, which is really cool. Because now it's got me thinking like, man, which came first for me? Was it the foot fetish and then the giantess fetish? And they just naturally cross into each other. So uh Oh, 
Well, what I really want to know is like, I understand like how you can realize that you like have a foot fetish. It's like so natural. Like I feel like, you know, feet are out and you're like, ooh, I'm into that. But I feel like that definitely can't happen when you have a giantess fetish. So like I would like to know is how people discover that they have a giantess fetish. Like did they just like end up on like a weird side of YouTube one day? Because I'm always over there, you know. I'm always with YouTube rabbit holes. Um, <laughs> it's funny you say that. Um that that's exactly how I got to the, oh the giant. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. Just being on the wrong side of YouTube one day, and all of a sudden, giant woman crushing mache buildings, and I'm like, "Oh, that's hot!" So <laughs> you're like, "Yeah, I'm into that." <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I don't know. Sometimes it's just those rabbit holes, and that you fall into, and you're like, "Oh man, this is like, why, why am I into this?" You know, and. Um, I think that started for me at a very um, young age, though, because, like, I've always, like, had a fascination for uh, women being dominant and in power. And I not know, mm-hmm. I can't, like, pinpoint the exact, like, moment where it was, like, a thing for me. But I think that was just something that I've always took with me. And then, for me, it was also seeing... Um, Attack of the 50-Foot Woman. It, um, the ni- There's two versions of the movie. The one I grew up with was the one that was made in 1993. Just so happens the age I was born. So, um, the year I was born. So, like, mm-hmm. seeing that movie and then not knowing there was a space for that and then being on the wrong side of YouTube one day and seeing that there's um, there's actually, you know, content for that being made and then a whole community just kind of solidified it for me. And I think that was um I think that's where it comes from for a lot of people just being able to find other people who are into the same um fetish as you are and able to have open discussions about it so it's like really finding your community I guess in a way and I think that kind of helps everyone like be more accepting of it because they don't feel like they're alone you know Oh, a hundred percent. Like I'm like, as weird as it sounds, I am so happy that there are fetishes or like fetish communities out there for people to feel like they belong, you know, cause no one wants to like feel weird about what they're into. Um, right. So I'm happy that there's like a space for everybody to like find something that they're into and can relate to other people. Um, don't get me wrong though. I do kink shame. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't kink shame the giantess because I, t- I can understand that. And I'm I'm not saying that I like kink shame things I don't understand. But like there's definitely a line, um, you know, for like pedophiles and like that. Like that I will kink shame. That I mean. um, but yeah, yeah. other than that, I'm happy that these people have a community. <laughs> always good, always good. And I, and I feel like that's what kind of like, brings it all together and it's nice to be able to talk about it and I think the cool thing also is like for me like ever since doing this podcast and being in this community it's allowed me to really step away from like um you know yes it's sexy but like there's also an art form to it which I can start to appreciate and I feel like having those lens is like really cool so oh yeah um, awesome. I can relate to that in like a way. Uh, sorry to cut you off. Um, but no, you're good. <laughs> um, yeah, I felt like, you know, when you first enter the community um, and you like know nothing about it, I swear I'm like learning new 
parts of like each and every fetish every day, like through like custom requests or just like chatting with people that are a part of this community. Um, you know, and like for a while, like I thought that uh, like the giantess fetish was specifically about feet and stuff. Uh, but to find out that like it cannot be like I had this one customer request where a guy like wanted to wanted me to react to like a full on like giantess like porn and it had like nothing to do with feet and it was just like so fascinating to watch um like I was like really entertained by it I was like huh I would sit down and watch this and like just chill you know like it doesn't even have to be like sexy to me I'm just like wow this is really good like I'm here for the plot like actually like <laughs> Yeah, it's it, it's crazy. Um, like it's weird because like gi- giantess content and porn in general, it's it's not like it's not like your traditional. Well, obviously, it's not like your traditional porn, but like <laughs> the, the whole thing about it, it's like like it's everything but bigger in a way. That that's how I always described it. Like when. Like one of my friends asked me, like, well, what, what, what is this? Like, what can you say to me in like short, in a one short, simple sentence? And I'm like, oh, it's just, it's just a woman, but she's like 50 feet tall, and everything about her is bigger. So, and I know when I told told my friends about it, they're like, what the hell? Like, I don't understand. And like, if you know, you know. That's that's what I tell them because they they just can't wrap their head around it. So. I mean, but, the way I think about it, I'm like, who wouldn't want to look up at a massive pair of titties? Like, come on. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, it, like there are specific features that you see and they're just bigger, you know, and like you're just in like it's almost like enhancing the beauty of something like you're just enhancing the beauty. It's just larger and like who doesn't want more and, you know. I, and people say, oh, no, I don't want that. Or I know I have one friend like, oh, I wouldn't want more than that. Like, so you're telling me you wouldn't want, like, you can literally lay in the, like, you can literally fall asleep on or inside of the boobies. Come on now. What are we doing? Yeah. Here? Like, that sounds like such a fun fantasy. Like, that would be so cozy. You're telling me you're against that? Yeah. Then then I'm just like, what, what are you talking about? So, I mean, if someone, like, if someone ever says that, I mean, like, so do you not like, like, you say you like titties, but you don't want to like lay on top of them. What's wrong with you? So it's, um, so it is definitely like a whole different thing where you're not going to be able to, I, I don't know. It, it's a, it's a whole weird like thing, which I don't understand. Like it's more, but, um, yeah. So continuing on that point, how did you, um, get into, uh, giantess um content because i know there have been some creators that like i've seen your film your mini film with um tiny factor 55 he uh he made one awesome clip with you and i know you guys have another one coming out so shout out to him and then uh, i know b is always making fire uh collages with you as well my favorite one specifically being the uh lobo one that one was like cool and I also was like I'm always being killed by Loba and Apex whenever I play so it was cool but I'm like damn I'm revving it man so you know kind of me like I loved it but goddamn it's probably me <laughs> <laughs> you know, um so I I don't even know like when I first well let me say 
First, I feel like the people with a giantess fetish in the foot fetish community, I feel like they're always the most interactive and most excited um, to like create something with like a model. So I think it naturally just happened, um, you know, with just talking to everybody. I couldn't tell you like the first um, like video I did that was like giantess themed you know, after like doing so many customs, they kind of like all merged together. Um, But if I try to remember, I think it was just like somebody requested like a video and was like, could you just like step on the camera? And I was like, I got you. Um, And then slowly, like over time, I developed a better understanding of what the giantist fetish is. Um, And yeah, pretty cool that is pretty cool um i've also heard that like uh so i i want to get into your craft like when you're doing a custom like how do you prepare for that because um i've been told by little b like you like really put your all into it like you can take an idea and just run with it so i definitely want to hear about that process being someone who's a creator um myself i just want to hear how your process is when you're going about making customs for uh people like it has to be cool. There really isn't anything special. I I swear, Little B gasses me up so much. Um, <laughs> really, I just, I love acting. I've always had a passion for, like, um, just, like, role play and stuff like that. Like, in, like, a non-sexual way. Um, I've always just really liked acting. And I always kind of, like, had the dream of, like, being an actor. Um, so, I guess... I just like get so I kind of like geek out a little bit when someone tells me like, oh, this is the scenario I want. Um, but you have like full creativity. I'm like, say fucking less. Like that gets me so excited, like being able to like have full creativity. Um, and I really I don't like think about it at all. I just turn on the camera and I act. That's awesome. I just like do whatever feels right. And I guess I'm just lucky enough that it comes out okay on camera. <laughs> that is amazing. That That's really cool. So you just like, you just roll with it and, you know, I mean, that that's really cool. Just because I know some people send scripts, some people send like, you know, here's a list of things I want you to hit while you're doing it. But if you're able to run with an idea, that's like, that's really awesome. So that kudos to you for that. Oh my goodness. I am like anti-script. Like if someone sends me a script, I I am so upfront about it. I'm like, listen, babe, like, I'm sorry, but this is about to come out real bad. So <laughs> like, I'm so upfront about it. I, I cannot follow a script for like the life of me. Um, I can like, like, if you give me an outline of like what you want to happen, then yeah, I can do that. But if you want me to say like specific lines and stuff like that, I swear all my brain cells just automatically leave because like I'm so bad at memorizing and stuff. Um, so I guess that's why I like perform so well with like just an idea that someone wants. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. Cause I'm not like held to like saying specific things or doing specific things that they want, you know? That's good. And that that's pretty yeah that's really good like i like expressive freedom when it comes to creating something is like one it feels more natural too and i think that's where people make their best work 
um, we're not held down to a specific script or, you know, tone. But mm -hmm. I do have to ask this because this is one question that I, it, it's, it makes me chuckle and it's a little bit cheesy, but have you ever gotten a request to do the, um, the five, the four F's? Do you know what that is? Maybe you have to explain it. So has someone ever asked you to go fee five full thumb? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, that's actually really funny. I don't want, I, I don't want to say that it was giantess productions, mm -hmm. but I think it might've been him. Gotcha. Yeah. But it's so funny. I love working with him because he'll give me like an idea and like have like a, you know, cause he's pretty much like, you could think of it as like the director, you know, of right. like the film. Um, and like, of course I know myself. So I, we always kind of meet in the middle whenever we're talking about like a video that we're going to do. Um, and I'm like, okay, you have a great idea. But I just know that it wouldn't come out right if I did that, you know? So we always kind of meet in the middle um, where both of our, our creativity merges into one. Um, but I don't, you know, I'd have to look and talk to him, but I'm pretty sure it was him that had me, that wanted me to do that. And I was like, I mean, I'll do it, but it's not going to come out right. <laughs> like, it's, it's cheesy. <laughs> it's very cheesy. Um. I, I get that it's a part of, I guess, being a giant, but there's something about that. Um, I found out about the four Fs from um, Maven told, was talking about it, and she told me she doesn't like doing it because it just doesn't feel right, and it's cheesy, and I'm like, huh. I mean, I think my entire time being within the space, I haven't had, like, I haven't even thought about it. I kind of forgot that was a I guess a general giant stereotype that is a part of that. So I just had to ask because like, I'm just like, man, I can't believe that people still remember index for that, but Hey, no I mean, I think I've only ever gotten like one request like that. Um, and if it wasn't giantist productions, I'm sorry in advance. Um, <laughs> but I don't, I don't, at least from my perspective, it's not very common, but, um, yeah, I'm glad it's not because I wouldn't come out good for me. I, they wouldn't be happy with that <laughs> if I were to say that. <laughs> for sure. Um, so I do have a two-parter question. Um, it's about collabs, but I'm gonna split this between collabing with editors and collabing with models. Mm -hmm. But I'm definitely like, I love. I would love to hear, like, how how has that been for you? Because it looks like it's always like an awesome time. So. Like, uh, definitely want to hear, like, how did you start collaborating and how did you get into that space? And I'm sure over time, like, it seems like whenever you put the stories out and then make the announcements, it seems like it's just one big fun time with just hanging out with friends. Other Outside of doing the content, it has to be, like, one big time just hanging out with friends. But I would definitely love to hear how that always comes together and, you know, how, how does that go? Um. So... This is going to sound super depressing, um, but I've never actually been, like, invited to a collab. Um, every collab I've been to, I've, like, put it together myself. Um, so, like, I don't know if you remember Queen Rose Thorn. Um, she's my best friend, but we actually met through the foot community. And 
um basically we just became super close friends and i was like hey not to sound creepy but like where do you live and it actually ended up being like not too far away from me and i was like awesome we're collabing and that was like my first collab ever and i just like started collabing with her pretty often and then um the like massive collab that happened i think like two years ago now um that uh, happened because I I made that out of spite. <laughs> um, basically, the one time I was invited to a collab, it fell through um, because one of the models was like, you can't come because you're like not 21. And I was like, well, why did you invite me then? And like got really sad about that. And I was like, you know what? Like, F you, I'm just going to make my own collab. Um, so that's what I did. And then the most recent like after the first like big collab happened i was like let's make this like an annual thing like where we like all meet up somewhere and like film content together um so then this year was like a continuation of that um like uh same vibe you know uh, just like a massive collab where we all meet up somewhere um so yeah it's it's really fun. Um, it can be hard, though, because, uh, you know, you're basically taking a bunch of different models of all different walks of life mm-hmm. um, and like trying to throw them all in a house together, you know, and it can be kind of difficult because it's just a bunch of different people um, with like ranging personalities. Um, for the most part, it's super fun. Um, uh and that, yeah, that's really it. I can't, I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that, that's really cool. Um, and you said this is like an annual thing. So um, we, is that just, because I'm wondering, since you said you guys do it annually, are you guys, do you foresee that going for a while, like going forward? Or because um, I imagine just coordinating all of that alone has to be, I mean, it has to be fun, but at the same time, it has to be a bit of a tricky thing, just figuring out timelines, um, arrangements with traveling and all of that. But um, do you think you're going to keep doing that um, annually, or do you think there's going to be a year where you take a break and then do another year? How do you see that going for the future? Um, I actually really like, uh, like creating collabs. It's super fun for me. Mm-hmm. Like, finding the Airbnb to stay at and like picking a location that's like good for everybody to travel to and like uh, talking with all these different models and like seeing what they're down to do and like just talking to all these people and getting to know them as like I'm planning it. I actually find it super fun. Um, And um, I forgot my train of thought, but it's really fun to just put one together. Um, But I don't know if it'll be an annual thing and more of just like when everyone has time. Um, And I think if I were to like plan a third collab, it would be with less people because Mm -hmm. throwing 10 girls in a house is a lot. (laughs) Definitely sounds like a lot, but it had to be an awesome time. Um, I remember when you guys was it, I know it was, I want to say, did this happen in June or May? I'm trying to remember when it, it happens in June. It's like late June, I believe. Okay. So 
I, and I just remember because like um the stories that you guys were sharing like it I'm pretty sure because it just looked like you guys were just you know we were just friends getting together and having an awesome time so did the at that point did the content feel like you guys were making content or did it in like what was the vibe of it did it feel like you were like we're working towards content or did it just like most of the time felt like you were just having a good time with friends um well I can't speak for everybody but for me I like totally treated it like a vacation and I I still got like a lot done but it was more like you know if I was feeling up to it type thing you know I was like hmm do I feel like taking a video right now like if I if I'm in the mood like let's go do it and it would it's more like a relaxing time for me and just like getting to know all these models, which I know it was kind of crappy because like less content for everybody else, but like it was a bonding experience, like girls trip type vibe. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's cool to hear. Um, And then my second question, uh, part of the collabing process, how has it been collabing with um editors or um? Yeah, editors. So, like, anyone who's, like, come up to you and say, hey, can I make an edit with you or a video? Like, how has that been for you? Um, Super exciting. Every time I haven't had one bad experience with any ed- editors at all. So, that's really good. Um, but I just get super excited because um, basically it's, like, either pictures or video that they want me to take. And I always look forward to like see what the editor is going to do with like content that I give them. Um, And it's really cool to like see the other, like the creativity that these editors have and like the effort that they put into the content um, is always like really inspiring for me. And I always like come out of the experience having so much more like knowledge and like on the subject. And it honestly kind of lights like a fire under my booty to like, improve my own content that's awesome um do you because i feel like there's always like you were saying earlier like being able to come together to create one big idea that's always for one i feel like working with a model and you know going back and forth on what if you did this or sometimes you get ideas from each other that you never may not have thought of And you're learning from each other. And I feel like that part is like my favorite part about colliving. So that's cool to hear that you feel the same way about that too. So that's really incredible. Um, In regards to, I guess, the future, where do you want to keep going with your uh, content in general, whether that be, I guess, continuing, because like you're you're streaming now and that's been a big thing for you recently, but where do you see your content going on forward outside of just being within the foot um, fetish space and giant space in general? Um, well, I don't really know if I'm being completely honest. Like, I definitely want to be um, a streamer. Like, I think that that idea is, well, that in theory sounds really, really fun to just be a streamer. Um I will never abandon like the folk community though. Um, you know, just continuing with my, you know, um, forbidden website, my only AC unit and just going on with that. And I think that the next step in like my own, I guess, evolution in this community would be like more cosplays. I definitely wanted to get 
into more cosplays because um, those are really fun. And I held off on doing cosplays for a long time. Um, so doing that and like continuing streaming and um, I might make a YouTube. I don't know. <laughs> um, I feel like YouTube is starting to regain its space as an alternative place for good content. Although ever since, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation, but I know ever since like Google took hold of it, it's kind of been weird and stingent, but um, I definitely feel that just being able to get your content is, and just going out into the space as much as possible is really cool. So I hope that success continues for you. Like, honestly, like um, your personality is vibrant and in, as someone who, who loves memes, like <laughs> I like being in your Discord community is always a good time. And, you know, when you stream, it's just it's just a good time. So I hope you definitely continue to trend in that direction and, you know, are successful going forward. And, you know, it will be exciting to see how um, going forward, how you evolve, you know, that would be really cool to see. Well, thank you. Yeah, I definitely want to become more of like a Internet personality. Mm-hmm. Um but I definitely don't want to like be like an influencer because those are so cringy to me. I just like want to be funny online. Like that's just the ultimate goal. <laughs> for sure. For sure. All right. I'm going to get into some fan questions that I got from the question box. Ooh, yay. Um, these should be good. These should be good. So I have one from um, OG Fari Pogzilla. What um, a yeah, she she's really cool. Um, but her question is: Are there any models that you want to work with but you haven't yet? Oh my goodness, so many! Like, there's an insanely long list. Like, anyone I'm following is who I want to work with. Um, I'm just like a shy person. Um, and I'm really bad at like reaching out and like making friends in that way. And like, I definitely want to be like close to somebody before I work with them because I feel like the closer you are to like the model that you work with, like the better the content comes out. So taking that step to become like really cool with a model um, before working with them is kind of like where I'm struggling right now. Um, But yeah, there's so many people. Awesome. Awesome. That's a good response to that question. That's a really good one. Um, And then falling off that, what are some of your favorites that you have worked with? Um, <clears throat> my my heart will always want uh, to forever collab with Queen Rose Thorn. Um, even though she left the community, like she's top tier favorite because um, it doesn't even feel like we're making content. Like it just feels like we're hanging out. Um, but another favorite of mine is Nika Venom. I feel like our personalities uh, mesh extremely well on camera. Um, there's actually a video we made um, where we were just dying laughing the entire time, um, trying to film like the blooper video for that is going to be hilarious. Um, and another favorite of mine would definitely be erotic goddess. Um, also known as like Lexi. Um, she's a freaking angel. Awesome, awesome. Was there more? Is that it? Or I'm pretty sure you could go on for a while. Oh, I could go on forever. <laughs> like, I, there's so many amazing things to say about everybody I've worked with. 
for sure, for sure. And then I have some from um, Little B, of course, of course. <laughs> um, he was hyped when he um, when I told him, yeah, I'm going to have Yvonne. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to ask him a good question. So we'll get into him now. So there's one he wants to know is, um, he, he has three questions here. Okay, um, we'll go through them in order. So one question he is wondering is that, is there a Giants vid or pick idea that you haven't done yet, but you've been wanting to try? So like, I guess... That can go into um, an editor just coming to you, and or is there an idea that you would want to work on with an editor and see how that goes? You know, I would say I'm very, very creative when it comes to like my normal content. You know, I would say like I guess vanilla content. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like basic like JOI videos or like self worship or just role plays. But I swear I go like brain dead when I'm trying to think of giantess content ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think my giantess fantasy would be to like destroy a mini city. Um, I don't know what channel it was on, but like a long time ago, there was like a TV show that was like dedicated to like a buildings like getting destroyed. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about. I can't remember. I can't remember the, um, I'm blanking on it. I don't remember the exact name or what exactly it was, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like I used to watch that show all the time and me being the person destroying the building sounds very fun. (laughs) Well, if someone out there is able to make like a mini, like, I guess city or like, Make the like practical effects very like old school, like get figurines, get like those trees you would build for like a um, I cannot remember the name of what they call those little cities, like a um, I know someone literally messaged me the other day and they were like, You should get one of these, which is basically like a mini landscape. Mm-hmm. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I looked into it, and those are so expensive, they're like 400 bucks to like buy a little mini landscape. Yeah, they're expensive. All of that, and then just to like <laughs> destroy it. <laughs> and I was just like, man, there there has to be an alternative to that. But you know, um, if anyone out there ever does it, you know, that would be pretty cool. Um, Hook the girl up. <laughs> like, man, like, and it would be cool to see a type of video like that because like everything is so much more like you know you're editing in the tinies or you're editing in the buildings, like something that's more pra- practical. Something that's a bit old school like that would be cool. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that would be extremely cool. I would love to see that. Um, and then another question is that, um, what's your top five favorite giantess artists, whether that be doing a video or photo edit? Oh my goodness, I don't even know if I know five. I think I only know five, so that's perfect. Um, in no particular order, <laughs> um, Little B, Nike. Um, Jack the Speck, um, Giantess Productions, and I think that's literally all I know. <laughs> I am not that deep into the the Giantess stuff, I swear. There's one guy, though, uh, he's so, he, like, just randomly, um, will edit my photos into Giantess backgrounds, and I'm trying to think of it. I think it's, like, Spike Eyes. Spike Eyes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's always fulfilling my dream of destroying a city. That is awesome. That is awesome. 
Um, and then last of the three questions. Compared to other videos you've done, is there something about Giantess that feels special to you? So, you know, do you have a special, does it have a special meaning for you personally, apart from, I guess, let's say your foot fetish vids? Like, but it does yeah. sound like it, especially it when you talk about destroying the city. Yeah, it, it, I don't want to say it sounds more fun because it's, it's not fun. It's more, um, and I don't want to say exciting either, but kind of like along those lines, like just more of a fantasy. And um, I guess it's just exciting for me to like do that. I don't really know. I'm bad at explaining things. Um, no problem. I guess it excites me to fulfill someone's fantasy and that way because you know there's no like shrink technology that we're aware of as of yet um so (laughs) by vanilla content of normal just like joi's like that is that is possible you know like if someone has a dream of getting like a real life fj from a girl like Mm -hmm. that is very what's it called like you can do that like that is possible but when it comes to giantess content like like i said i don't think there's any shrink technology out there that i know of like that is not possible so it's really fun to be able to create a fantasy for somebody um that they're otherwise not going to be able to experience and that's really fun I'm saying fun a lot. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. But good responses. And I'm trying to see if I have one more question in the question box. Uh, let's see. IG stories are weird and I hate them. <laughs> oh, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> I joke because, like, I, I've always said, like, I'm going to have an episode where I'm just going to have a whole bunch of um, editors and models get on here and we just do, like, and a fuck IG episode. So, uh, sign so, me up. Tie me up right now. Yeah. If I, Top of the I, list, actually, I got you. I got lots to say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I joke that that this episode, that episode, whenever I do actually do it, that's going to be like two hours and I'm going to enjoy every single bit of it. So, oh my goodness. But um, we still like use aliases because we don't want IG to come after us. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I'm going to like put this under, I'm going to tell everyone to. Don't use your um your page names. We're just gonna be under Anonymous, um, Anon one, Anon two. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's gonna be a fun episode. So I'll let you know when that's gonna go on there. Cause I feel like um if we just voice that, I, I would just love to see your reaction from that. And I feel like the more of us come together, because we're all trying to, you know, survive out here in this content game. So <laughs> Yeah, for real. I think it, I think it would be best if we uh, just worked together and did something like that. So I'll let you know. And then, um, I guess finally, one question. And this is a question for myself, but what are you, what are the current games you're playing on uh, PlayStation right now? Because like one, freaking cool that you play Apex and Stray, and Stray is like the most. I mean, this is my 2022 game of the year. I don't care what anyone says. At me if you want to. But it's such a pretty game. I finished it in like eight hours. It's so cute. Um, 
pretty chill game. Like it's you, it's there, it's it's just a comfort game. That's what I've been calling it. It's a comfort game. It is such a comfort game. I was meowing the entire time, <laughs> just doing everything in stray. I was just meowing. Um, but I I've had like an obsession with Apex for the last year and a half. So. Mm-hmm. That will always be my number one, but I recently started playing Fall Guys, and I'm starting to get back into Fortnite, um, but it's really hard to switch in between Apex and Fortnite. The, it's just so different. Yeah. Um, even though they're both like Battle Royale games, like it's very different, um, but I'm glad they got rid of building for a little bit. That was fun, because um, I always sucked at building in Fortnite, um, <laughs> but... I really want to play Fallout New Vegas again. Um, That is just like one of my all-time favorite games. Um, But unfortunately, on the PlayStation Store, it's literally $100. And I'm like, not happening. So if anyone knows how I can play Fallout New Vegas for a reasonable price, don't be shy, DM me. Um, So yeah. Awesome, awesome. And we're almost at about an hour here, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. But um, for anyone who needs to find your content, although I feel like it should be plainly obvious, but um, in the event that someone needs to find your content, where can everyone find you? What platforms are you on? Well, I am Dakota Fade on every platform. So on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Reddit, Twitch. Um, you can join my Discord link in bio. Um, it's a fucking disaster in there. We just always send memes. Um, I think that's all the platforms I have. Oh, I have Chive. That's like a new. It's like a new thing. I have a link like, that one. That is very new. Yeah, it's giving iFunny. Like it's very much iFunny vibes. But I'm on Chive at Dakota Fade too. Awesome, awesome. Well. I, it was such a pleasure having you on here. Um, you're well, like, I would love to have you back, especially for the roast IG episode. Um, but yeah, I would love to have you back. So thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, Thank you so much for having me. It is an honor. I mean, I was so geeked um, when, <laughs> and for those who want to know how this all came about, I just said, would you want to make an, ed- you want to collab on an edit together? I said, only if you let me be on your podcast. And I'm like, that was the best response I've ever gotten for someone wanting to be on a podcast. So <laughs> um definitely going to um definitely have you on. And I still, well, once I come back from my, my hiatus from editing or making content, I will um, hit you up with a script and we'll come up with some cool stuff to do in terms of a Jack X Dakota um, collab. So we'll figure that out. In October. I am looking forward to it. Awesome. And that's it for this episode, guys. So um, as usual, if you guys need to find my stuff, that will be jackthespec underscore on Instagram. There's, and reminder, I can't get Jack the Spec out right because there's a cat that has that same exact name. So um, follow him too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. I'm Googling that right now. It's a very real thing. If you type in at Jack the Spec with no um, special character, there's a cat occupying it. And I said, I can't be mad at that. So I'm <laughs> going to follow oh, 17 followers. Yeah. Needs more followers. So I'm trying to tell people you need to follow this cat. <laughs> Everybody support Jack the cat. Jack the cat. <laughs>
And then um, if you guys need to find me on Twitter, that'll be at JackTheSpec1. And for my Patreon, that's Jack, that's patreon.com slash JackTheSpec. And I just recently opened a DeviantArt account. So that'll be DeviantArt.com slash JackTheSpec. Anyway, homies, I'm going to get on out of here. That was the lovely Miss Dakota Fade. I'm your boy Jack the Spec, and I'll see you guys on the next episode of Sizing Up. Have a good one, guys. Bye.